0: I'm Jess Dakotis.
1: And I'm Nick Koziel. Welcome to That Sounds Terrifying, the podcast where we share terrifying stories, we share listener experiences, and we visit virtually some of the most haunted places in the United States and the world. Welcome back, everybody! To that sounds terrifying. I'm really excited to to be back on this uh, kind of Halloween week episode. Uh, how's everybody doing? How are you doing, Jess?
0: I'm doing really well. It's my birthday week. Yay! Birthday my birthday week. Is, is Yeah, <laughs> it's coming up this Friday, so I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I don't have covid this year knock on wood. So, right? it's all good.
1: That's always good. <laughs> and, last year. <laughs> and the other exciting thing maybe for your birthday, we have we have our first tier. We have our first guest. So, um That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My, my friend my Bill. F- I'm very yeah. excited to hear his story.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. He, he tried to tell me a little bit about it before recording and I'm like, "Oh, let me let me be surprised. Let me be surprised." So, Yeah. Super <laughs> super excited to hear it. I mean, I actually wanted to hear it. I'm like, "Oh, you know, Let's let's listen, but we're waiting for the the big reveal. So, um, but I, you were you were mentioning something about you had a had an interesting weekend, Jess, so Why did Why didn't you share?
0: I did, yeah. So this weekend, yesterday, um, I went to my friend's party. It was her birthday. A lot of October birthdays, um, and we. We were watching the bills game which you know was a little upsetting at the end there it was very it's not you know the last minute of every bills game i feel like i'm about to like have a heart attack (laughs) but um we did not win the patriots won yeah like we were were right there (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway so then we all just um it was a bunch of people i didn't know i went like by myself and and um she recently moved back from texas so um i knew her parents and they were there but i didn't know any of the other friends and so um it was like a handful of people not not many but we put on screen and and I was like I can do paranormal stuff but like I hate blood and gore but I can Mm -hmm. deal with screen because it's kind of funny now because it's just so hokey right because they made like scary movie after that and so you can remember the funny stuff so it's not as serious you know Mm -hmm. um but anyways this guy next to me goes I can do like blood and guts but I can't do paranormal I'm too scared because my house is haunted I was like what <laughs> so of course I'm like "Ooh, <laughs> tell me more <laughs> um so he was telling me like all the these stories and I'm gonna see if he wants to come on the podcast feel That'd things be cool. all yeah. these weird things were happening to him and now his I believe it was his wife or girlfriend um but they live together yeah so anyways I'm sitting there and. Um, to like come up in conversation with me as we've discussed many times before but um I did not and somebody brought up like their horoscope or something and they were like I'm a Libra I'm a this and then like literally seven people were sitting around saying I'm a a, I'm a Scorpio with a Libra rising and a cancer moon sign and I'm like what is happening I've never (laughs) been to a party where like everybody knows their There's sun sign, moon sign, and rising sign. Oh, (laughs) jeez. just is very strange. It I was sitting there going, I don't even, I don't even know my ascendant sign or anything like that. I don't know. I didn't even know that existed. um, It was the weirdest, coolest, yeah, it was cool. Like, I just, I mean, it was like a bunch of like really in tune people all at like this one girl's party that. I don't know. It was it was interesting, but I thought it was really fun. It was a cool party to be at, you know, despite despite the Bills losing. And um, yeah, I got to watch Scream and relive being. I don't know how old I was. Maybe eleven when that came out. Ten. 11. Yeah. Just aged myself. Now you know how old I am turning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I am the young one of on this um, podcast. No, this
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, you're like at least ten years younger than me.
1: I yes. think. That's the baby. <laughs> So, um
0: but yeah it was a fun weekend how about you did you have a fun weekend
1: yeah yeah I had a fun weekend no no real like you know things happened um to me so <laughs> so it was a fairly good. fairly quiet weekend so uh but I was, I'm good. excited I was looking forward to this this recording looking forward to our first guest so there's anticipation there so
0: Good. Well, yeah, I know that you were dealing with a lot last week. You said your heat broke, your dryer broke.
2: <laughs> yeah, everything.
1: <laughs> I, the, the physical world was not good to us last week. <laughs> so,
0: um, Well, I'm glad that all of that got taken care of and you're nice and warm and your clothes are dry.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good.
0: Good, good. Without further ado, I'm going to set the story up. Um, I'm going to give you a little uh, background on the building and where it is in Rochester, New York. It's actually in the town of Greece. Uh, And then I'm going to give it to Bill and let him tell us what happened. So this story takes place in a building that is at the corner of Mount Reed Boulevard and Latta Road. And it was once the focal point of the Greece community known as Paddy Hill, which I just sold a house near there like a couple months ago. So <laughs> a little familiar. Uh located in the northeast section of Greece, Paddy Hill was settled in the early 19th century by Irish immigrants. The pioneers developed what was basically woods and various tracts of um, into various tracts of orchards and farms. So they were very industrious people. Uh, and though its farmlands quickly prospered, Patty Hill's religious infrastructure was lacking. And so the community was very deeply Catholic. And they would make yearly trips to Albany on Easter to receive the sacraments uh, until St. Patrick's Church was opened in Rochester in 1823. In time, even that weekly nine mile journey began to wear on the Grease farmers and they wanted a local church. And so under the leadership of Felix McGuire, who had previously held informal services at his house, Patty Hill residents built a church in 1829 on land donated by Nicholas Reed, whom Mount Reed is named for. So they named it St. Ambrose and it was a wooden church and that was the first rural Catholic church in New York state, which is oh, wow. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We have it right here. <laughs> um, And the institution served Greece's Irish uh, immigrants until 1860, when it was moved down the hill to make way for its replacement. And this is the church's name. Mother of Sorrows.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a title. Romanesque
0: revival. Yeah, yeah. It was a Romanesque revival style church outfitted with corbelled brick trim, round arched stained glass windows, very pretty, very church-like, and constructed over the course of several years, finally reaching completion with the addition of its tower in 1878. So, she old. Yeah um the church's importance to the patty hill community in the 19th century was immeasurable and mother of sorrows not only met resident spiritual needs but it also served political civic and educational functions so it was a nice big community church by the 1960s the 275 seat church was serving 1400 families the church's small size combined with its aging infrastructure prompted the construction of a more suitable suitable church and in 1966 the new Our Mother of Sorrows Catholic Church opened at 5000 Mount Reed Boulevard, which I think it's like down the street or like right next to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's nearby. <laughs> <laughs> so, seeking to preserve the old church because it was historic at this point, the town of Greece repurposed it into a library. And in that library is where Bill's story will take place. So, Bill.
2: Hi, guys. I'm a big fan. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to tell my story. Awesome.
1: Uh, Awesome.
2: It's (laughs) My story will start when I was younger um, in about the mid-70s when I was in elementary school right across the street. I knew the building as a library where we had story hours and uh, field trips and later did research for our book reports and things like that. This was before the internet. So we actually had to go to the library to look up facts. Um, So I used to go to this library quite often. It was right, really in my neighborhood where I grew up and right across the street from elementary school, fourth, fifth grade, I used to go and with a friend of mine, Gene, and we would go up and, and one of the second floor, I would have a cubicle and we would do homework. Now, we often would get in trouble with a librarian for for giggling, making too much noise, talking, and things like that. So the librarian will always watch us like a hawk. Um, we would be told, you know that you can't come in if you're going to keep talking or you'd have to leave if you can't follow the rules for the library. And as kids, you know what we what we would normally do is go around until someone told us not to. We were very, very wary of getting in trouble with the librarian. And since we were on this mezzanine floor, which overlooked the first floor, where the librarian's desk was, we knew when the librarian was coming because she'd be walking up uh, a set of stairs that would get come up to the mezzanine. There was one set of stairs on one side of the room, one side on the other. The mezzanine second floor circled the entire thing and look down into the first floor, main floor of the library. So when a librarian would be coming, we would know because you could hear a little chirping or squeaking um, and feel the vibration of those stairs when the librarian was walking up. And that was our cue to be quiet, put our nose back in our books and start doing our work. So I knew that building pretty well. We spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of time in there too, um, just studying and, and different things. Um, so that's the that's the part uh, early that I wanted to talk about. My terrifying experience with this building didn't happen until I was I had a summer job during college, and I worked at a later shift um, in the evening. And one particular night, I was told that I needed to go in um, to this building um, around 6 p.m. at night, and they were decommissioning it as a library. This was in the 90s now, early 90s. Decommissioned a library. They had opened up a new library uh, a few miles away. All the books were gone, but they were taking and wanted me to help take the shelving down, metal shelving. Again, I was uh, going to be working there. Uh, they told me, go ahead and head over. Here's the keys to the to the door. The building was vacant, had been shut down as a library, so there was nobody there. So I drove over, opened the door, went in. It was 6 o'clock in the summertime, so it was light out. Um, I didn't really flick the lights on or anything because it was very bright in there, big windows, um, sunny out. So I went in and started working, um, went up to the mezzanine. I locked the door behind me so no one else would come in. I would be the only person in the building. And I walked up um, the stairs to the mezzanine where there was a mallet and there was a bunch of metal shelves that had, were mounted to the wall and you had to basically bang them out of their holders and then stack the shelves. Uh, they we were taking the shelves down from the walls. So I was up there doing that, not not really thinking much. I'd just doing my job, making a lot of noise. And it uh at the, about the same time it was there were some thunderstorms approaching the area. Uh, it had gotten dark and I heard some thunder and well that's um lightning and, and things and I thought, Well, wow, that's a pretty bad storm outside. And it and since I didn't have any lights on in the church it got kinda of dark inside too. So I started feeling um, when I was making so much noise in the church in the library, I started feeling kind of uneasy, like somebody was looking at me or watching me. Um, I know it was making a lot of noise. So I just got that feeling or that sense that something was or someone was looking at me. So every once in a while, I'd look over the mezzanine at the first floor. To see if maybe somebody come in you know um wasn't wasn't really easy about what i was feeling so is it possible that someone else came in maybe i looked around no there wasn't anybody there and as i was looking around i would start catching glimpses of things in my periphery um you know kind of a shadow going this way going that way keep in mind that there was a thunderstorm happening at the time so there was lots of light dancing from from uh, lightning and thunder it was getting pretty dark it was an intense type thunderstorm that pretty much made everything dark outside even and inside too so <clears throat> i got back to banging on the shelves with a mallet and starting to take down the shelves as you know at, at the pace that i wanted to finish the job at and I started to kind of get a feeling um, the hair standing up on the back of my neck and I started to get this feeling that something was up It felt kind of chilled a little bit and so I stopped kind of working because I thought you know I gotta kind of catch my my thought process here so I stopped making as much noise let everything quiet down a little bit I wasn't sure how I was feeling a little bit uneasy about something. So as I was, as I stopped working, I started to hear a familiar sound that I heard when I was a kid and a familiar feeling, um, vibrations from the stairs that come up from the first floor, main floor to the mezzanine where I was the same sound I used to hear of when, when the librarian would come up those stairs and we would be quiet so that we wouldn't get in trouble. Little, little bit of a um, kind of a squeak sound and a vibration of someone coming up the stairs. So I thought, someone that has to be here. Someone's here, maybe someone's here on a different crew to help me out. Hmm. So I went over to those stairs, went over to the edge of the mezzanine and looked down the stairs. There was nobody on either side of stairs on one side of the room or the other. Yet I was still feeling those vibrations and hearing the little, a little chirp that, that the, the stairs would make and some, some railings were rubbing together or something. I was still feeling that. And I was like, this isn't right. I stopped what I was doing and felt the vibrations of and the sounds of what sounded to me like someone was coming up those stairs and there was no one there. So I immediately felt there was a presence there and I said to it, I'm sorry I'm not here to disturb you. I'm literally here just to do this job, to take these shelves down and I and I don't want any trouble. And when I did that, I kind of turned around and went back to the banging on the shelves and I got on a more chill and started I started kind of being more aware of things that seemed to be moving You know shadows and things to be moving around so at that point i just put down the mallet just dropped the last shelf that i had on top of the stack of shelves and i'm and i bolted down the stairs and missing every other stair like i literally like took four steps and made it down the entire stairway Mm -hmm. headed like and then i had to head across the main floor to the exit door And as I did that, I was noticing there was shadows moving across that main floor between bookshelves. There was some standing bookshelves there. I didn't really stop to look. Um, At that time, I wasn't really, uh, I was very skeptical and I wasn't really into paranormal, nor did I know much about it. I just was, I just felt it and I got out, went to the door, unlocked it from the inside walked out turned around and locked the door with the key got back in my vehicle and left Jeez. and GTFO. never yeah. never went back in no, to this day i never went back inside that building
0: did they ever oh. ask you to, to go back or like what happened why didn't you finish the job
2: okay. <laughs> um i i think i think they did they said how far did you get and i said about as far as i got until i got uh until i got scared and i had to leave i, I think i shared <laughs> with them a brief a brief creepiness and i said i i did a, i did as much as i could oh man and that was were it. they
0: su- were they surprised
2: i don't think they i don't think we went too much beyond that um okay. it was, i did as much as i could and i had to leave because it was creepy or something it was the end of my shift yeah and that it really wasn't the end of my shift. I had two more hours to call, but uh, yeah but <laughs>
0: sta- i I wouldn't stay there with a bunch of yeah. shadow people running around
1: <laughs> well, oh. and, and do you feel like like the thing that popped in my head was like, maybe it's the librarian coming up to I remember you. You were the kid that was always loud at the top of the stairs. You got to be quiet. <laughs>
2: well, uh, it, it could have been. I mean, the building has some ghost stories associated with it that I've read since then. Um, I didn't know much about this before then, because, as a child, you're introduced this is this is a library. so I never yeah. thought much of anything. yeah, but I've read some stories that that the caretaker um, may have been present. A caretaker may have been present in the building um and stayed in the building or others. there's um, there's a very creepy cemetery right next door like literally next door to this building. And I hadn't returned to that building. I'd driven by it many, many times. I hadn't returned to the building or the grounds. I haven't set foot on the property since then until yesterday.
0: Until, yeah.
2: (laughs) And I was stopping to take some pictures and to get some information for the show for you guys for historical background. Mm -hmm. And, I, I just drove over uh, and it was a still gray kind of rainy day and um I stopped to walk around take a couple pictures of the outside and and a couple pictures of the the cemetery which was one historically one of the first cemeteries in in Greece mm-hmm. and I I felt strange then too and when I was going to snap the pictures with my phone My phone was malfunctioning so that I, every time I went, turned the camera app on and went to take a picture, it would turn off. I had to turn it back on and it happened several times. I thought that was very strange at the time. And when I, when I sent the pictures to, to just to look at, I told her my camera was kind of messed up. So I was having a tough time and I didn't put two and two together, but maybe Mm -hmm. there was some energy there that wasn't, that was messing with my electronics
0: yeah they feed off of that stuff like they they mess with electric like electrical things are are easy for energy to manipulate because it's energy (laughs) so it, it would make sense um i love that you didn't believe in anything at the time either like you weren't Superstitious at all, and you're like, I'm just gonna go do this, and then like all of a sudden you start seeing these shadow people, and you're like, What the heck?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and I I swore if you would have asked me at the time if someone was walking on those stairs, I would have said, absolutely there is. Mm-hmm. Until I saw with my own eyes and still felt and heard the sounds that there was Amazing. nobody walking on those stairs. Except for for the energy that I was feeling, which I couldn't put my finger on, but my hair standing up on the back of my neck and mm -hmm. me getting cold was the first time I've I've ever experienced anything like that.
0: I can't believe you were literally watching the stairs. Nobody's there, but like hearing and feeling somebody coming up and you're like, I'm going to go grab this mallet and like try to keep doing this bookshelf. (laughs) (laughs) Because to I, me, at that time, I'd be like, nope, mm-mm. <laughs> you're trying to mess with me. I'm out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, for if sure. You could, if you could picture a guy that's, you know, six, two, um, yeah. Yeah. who's a good-sized guy who's just doing his work, talking to an empty building yeah, about, hey, I'm not, I'm not here. I don't want any trouble. I'm not here to bother anybody. Mm-hmm. I really, I would never do that. I would never talk to an empty room like that, but I felt that was necessary at the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, the unexplained or, like, the the paranormal makes you do things you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, like, um, freaked out. But, yeah, Bill, Bill is, like, um, very tall. He's, like, uh, not an intimidating presence because you're such a nice man, but, like... But if I didn't know you, you know, like you are a presence. So, <laughs> yeah. like this, this big man being like, I am terrified. I'm gonna run out of this building. <laughs> you know, it was a little freaky in there.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it no like thanks. how it doesn't matter who, how big you are or small you are. I mean, if you don't see nope. something but you hear something coming at you, <laughs> that'll freak. Can't you fight out. it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so, there's not. What do you do?
2: Right. <laughs> that was that was the experience that got me interested in in kind of listening and following paranormal activities and you know they piqued my interest at that point yeah that That's was really that cool. one experience that did that for me
1: well i also love about the story is that you threw like you know your own sort of skepticism in as well for for the listeners and stuff and saying you know it was it was thundering and lightning out there so maybe it was something else but i if i swear there were shadows that i saw that were like people right so, I mean, that's kind of how I approach things sometimes, still too. Even though I've had my own share of experiences, I'm like, oh, but you know, it's the wind, it's the, you know. So, I can appreciate that, and that's kind of how I got interested in, in the supernaturals, having some experiences, and like, all right, there's there might be something more to this than just a little bit of thunder or wind.
2: Well, I appreciate you guys listening and, and let me share this because I've I really haven't shared it with anybody most of my life so <laughs> yeah oh we appreciate so, you sharing you. Yeah. it <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: and, and saying on. you're a fan
2: of the show and
1: coming on as a, as a <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome love it
0: yeah we appreciate you Bill yeah. thank
2: you thank you Bill you're absolutely welcome
1: so um I do want to share something that you know actually Bill made me made me think of um, that I haven't thought of in, in years myself when when I was younger, I worked, uh, I worked in several libraries actually. And there was one library in particular. It was uh, an experience that I had had. Um, it was a page. basically, you you put books away. That's basically what the job was. It was like kind of a summer high school kind of job. and we also did um, the reading programs and stuff like that the fun thing with the kids and all the activities and stuff but the library that i worked in happened to be my father's old elementary school so it went from from a school to a library and uh they were short people um in the adult section of the library where i didn't normally put books away but it was sort of this weird separate side of the public library and so I was putting books away and, and something we would do, especially in the children's section, we would mess around with each other all the time. Like we would put all our books away on the shelf and then someone idiot would come by and put more books on, on the um, cart. And all of a sudden you're putting more books away and you're like, I just did this, how there are more, (laughs) right? So, and this one, (laughs) something I would do. Yeah, (laughs) So we'll call this girl Carolyn, but this one girl <laughs> Carolyn, just uh, just in case you're listening or something, I don't want to blame anything, but she was notorious for doing it, all right, all the time, especially picking on me, and and so I thought, the really adult section, I don't know where all the f- stupid books are to, you know, where do they go? It's it's different, and so I'm putting all these things away, and I was um, finished with the cart, I had one book left and I knew it was kind of around the corner. So I go around the corner, I come back and it was like, at the time I didn't realize how quickly it was done. It was like a couple seconds, but you know, let's put in the book away, I come back. There's an entire row of like entire shelf on the cart full of books again. I was like, God damn it, you guys. And <laughs> I put everything back away and then I put the cart away. And then I went in to children's um, to kind of finish off what I was doing in there. And I told the, the head librarian there, I'm like, oh, yeah, Carolyn got me good again. She put a whole load of, uh, of books on the cart. And she's like, oh, Carolyn called in sick today. So to this day, I don't know who did it. Could have been just another person, another page. There was no one else working because we were short staffed. But I had a whole load of books. I had to put it back away. So that's what you made me think of, Bell. When you were telling that story, I'm like, oh, the library started where the books just disappeared. Could have been anything. It could have just been another person messing with me.
0: It was the, it was the head librarian. Head
2: librarian. <laughs> that was entirely creepy. Yeah. That's entirely creepy to think that that could, you know, that books can move themselves back onto your rack. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, what you know, and when I really think hard on it, what
1: made it like less believable that it was like a person, you know, or something like that. Or it was just because they were all in random sections. It wasn't like somewhat like normally when you were children's, all of a sudden you got like, you know, all, all of the Bernstein Bears books are all of a sudden on your on your cart. You know, they were from one section that was easy to grab and throw on there and like disappear into the stack somewhere. So that you know you didn't see it. But these were different random books. But you know, not to to ruin the terrifying experience that i had because it wasn't really terrifying but i mean it could have been like you said Jess, the head librarian came by and <laughs> dropped the stack of books off that just got returned or something and just didn't see me so
0: right right
1: but i mean I didn't hear maybe anything. maybe
0: that's <laughs> that's funny i mean it's it's a little spooky too, but I always feel like libraries are very full of energy because think of you know all these people come there like there's you have a lot of transient people that come to a library for shelter. You have um you know children, adults, people looking for information. They're you know desperately seeking something before the internet especially like sure. you know in the 90s when we were walking into a library that was like where you got your info, you know, yeah. before everybody had a computer in their house. Um So yeah, I mean, walking through, I had an interesting library experience once, um, very short where uh, I was at the the downtown Rochester library with my friend and um, I was just getting interested in my mediumship abilities. Mm -hmm. And we had just had a friend pass away at the time. And uh, I picked up a mediumship book And I was like, I'm going to read this. And then I was like, well, because I came from such an evangelical background, you know, and this is like this, it's very, um, I was taught that it was the stuff of the devil, you know, it's very evil. Don't mess with this. Um, But I was just like, it can't all be bad um, because I've had a lot of good experiences, including with the friend who had just passed. Which I'll tell maybe another time, Mm -hmm. but um, I was looking at the book and it was a mediumship book by uh what is that famous medium? His name is John. Oh, I'll think of it after this. (laughs) But he was a famous medium, and I was like, I'm gonna read this book, and then I was like, Well, wait, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like say a little prayer and and see if I should, right? Because I'm this young kid. I think it was like 19, and um and i was like all right like if if i'm supposed to be doing this if like i'm supposed to be like opening myself up to this you know let me know and then at that very second the very second this man comes in and starts screaming dead 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 over and over and over again yeah and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna close this book. I'm gonna put it back on the shelf because I'm not sure if that was <laughs> if that was a yes or a no. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. I don't know what, what that was. Um, and he was he he was having some kind of a a, a, a mental health issue at that point, right? So mm-hmm. the librarian came over and was trying to help him out and like calm him down. Um, and I'm I'm watching this unfold, but while also having an existential crisis of who am yeah. I and what am I supposed to be doing with my life um so yeah that was it that was an interesting i'll I'll never forget it that was my interesting library experience Mm -hmm. um where i was like i not yet not now this isn't this isn't when i'm going to be exploring this and i wasn't i wasn't ready at that point because i hadn't peeled all my layers off of what do i believe you know right and um at that point but i i think i felt like that was a very defining moment for me and it was in a library because libraries (laughs) hold energy
1: see see, bill (laughs) See, you bring us all together with your library story.
0: <laughs> so many library stories.
1: So many library um, stories.
0: And if any of our listeners have any library stories or any other stories, um, be like Bill, and um, please share your stories with us. We would love to have you on our podcast. You don't have to tell us your last name or even your real first name. Yeah. Um, although this is Bill's real first name. Sorry, Bill. I'm throwing you out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's uh. We really would really appreciate your stories and bill thank you so much
1: yeah thank you for being on the show bill thank you for being a fan
2: it was my (laughs) pleasure i i enjoy it and i enjoy listening to you guys and i'm looking forward to more terrifying stuff
1: yeah yeah well we'd love to have you back and uh maybe you have some more tales for us later on or you know, tell your friends, and um, like just said, we we want to have people on the show. And and if for some reason you're afraid to come on the show, like if the show is just too terrifying, the hosts are just too terrifying. It's my face. I'm sorry. Um, we will tell your tale so you can share it, and one of us will will read it on the show, and yeah. um, we'll we'll spread the news, the terror that way, right? Um, but we do want to hear your story. So thanks again for for the for being here, Bill, for being our first guest and our halloween episode i'm really super excited to let this one out there right
0: yeah happy halloween